to go downtown. Downtown, hey! Downtown. You're about to go downtown. Hi! Hi! <laughs> Or should I say bonjour? Which way are we going tonight? Oh, any, any. <laughs> how are you today? I'm really excited that we're able to meet virtually. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. You look so beautiful. Thank you. So do you, girl. Thank you. This is all for you. I'm not even going to put this all for you tonight. <laughs> so oh how are you doing? It's Friday, Junior. But like, how are you? How is tomorrow, Grace? Oh, it's been very, very good so far. 2022 has been very good to me so far. Yeah. yeah. Energy. I love to hear that. It is Women's Month. I think we just passed over International Women's Day. But it's something that, you know, definitely being a female behind this, like, platform, I've always wanted to, like, break the barrier and be like, women, we could do it all. We could support each other. There's so much women out there that are not like the typical artists that we hear every day. And I love that about your artistry and the type of music you put out there and just your whole vibe. Like, it's just very like unique and I fuck with it a lot. Thank you. I try my best to be as authentic as I can on social media. That's really good. I do receive that. So you're doing a great job of that. <laughs> Thank you. What are, what are your thoughts tomorrow and just like, Women's Month, and you know you are a woman in the music industry, and you have had experience maneuvering through it. Just what are your feelings and thoughts on that? Oh, so I definitely feel like, like for the past couple of years, decades, that we've as women we've always been put down, and we've always had these certain pressures be put on us, especially. And so, just being a being able to be there for each other is really important, and. I luckily have a lot of women artists who are also working with at the same time as me. So it's always important to just be supportive with one another. No, I really love that. And I rock with that message 1000%. Um, I love to, I've already read your bio, all the things, but just for <laughs> the sake of everyone tapping in here tonight, let everyone know where you're from, where you're representing and why, how did you seep into the genre of a pop artist yeah so basically i started music i well i've always loved music ever since i was a child i've i have mu a musical family i have my mom and dad who aren't really in the music but they really love to listen to it and i have aunts and uncles who were in bands here and there so i've always been surrounded by such a musical background and so given that i've you know, jumped in at the same same time. And yeah, so being in pop, uh, I've really been with all types of genres. Like if I were to give you an example, my mom really loves Queen and Black Eyed Peas. So you really see like the difference there. Yeah. And then my dad really loves ABBA, Bee Gees, Michael Buble. My Ooh. grandmother really liked really soulful singers and really powerful singer so like Celine Dion who is from Quebec representing and Whitney Houston was a really big thing at our house and yeah like I was saying my two uncles were really into rock and metal so I had a lot of that playing in the house as well so having all of that and then jumping into pop I thought it was really important to you know know my background be true to who I am and always involve a little bit of you know a little bit of this a little bit of that into my music. No, I love that. And 
it's so I now that you've given me a range of like kind of what everyone else is into I understand like your music and your sound even more did you find <laughs> at any point you were like struggling to find your sound what was that experience like for you Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I would definitely say growing up, it was really hard because everyone had a different type of taste. And I was always driving into one, then going into the other. So I was really, you know, having a hard time trying to find my own self. So I remember in high school, that was kind of the time where I started finding things that I personally liked that were my personal taste. Like I remember listening to more so electropop artists like Marina and the Diamonds, Melanie Martinez, Halsey, Lana Del Rey. And I remember just thinking these are, this is like, this is me. This is artists that I personally really love to listen to. And so, yeah, growing up, it was a little struggle, but I ended up finding, yeah, finding myself there. Now, your most recent record, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm, I've only been talking to you for about a couple of minutes, but it it gives a dark, airy, but like uplifting vibe. If I'm just being honest, love yeah. it. Love Thank you. But meeting you, I'm like, where is this coming from, girl? Like, oh yeah. You dig so deep. What was the inspiration behind Autumn Tears? Yeah, definitely. I remember some people telling me like, you're so positive and smiley. How is it possible that? you can write something so deep. But yeah, I have really deep thoughts. Sometimes I've even surprised myself. But the, the way I started writing the song was it was coming from a relationship that I was in a couple of years ago, which was really, really toxic. And it there were some really horrible moments. <laughs> yeah. There were really horrible moments so bad that they were in the back of my head and I couldn't deal with them. So the thing that kind of opened up those memories was bumping into my ex for the first time since we broke up and I was on my own so I really didn't know how to like how to react what to say what to expect so I just kind of drifted off really quick tried to avoid the situation and then I was I'm pretty much an overthinker so I kept repeating that situation in my head over and over and over and Mm. I had this tune already like the tune for the song I already had it already in my um, in my catalog a couple of months before that so I never had a specific lyric that I had that was perfect for that tune so that moment I remember I was in my room and I was just sitting there on my own and I was trying to find something for a new song because I hadn't written something in a while and I was playing the tune over and over and over and then the first verse just came so fluidly Mm. And then I started crying because then I realized, oh, that's what we're talking about now. And Mm -hmm. that's where we're going. So we're going to have to either keep going or we're just going to take a break. So I kept going and it was hard, but we got through it. (laughs) I love to hear that because, you know, when I listen, I'll give a more recent example. Artists like Summer Walker and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of records on her most recent, recent project that I'm completely in love with it hits for me as a woman everything you just spoke on like if a girl says she never ducked when she saw her ex you're lying like <laughs> you're lying everyone, <laughs> everyone has like that experience to some degree and it's just like her performing it live and being or not performing those, mm-hmm. those songs live when it's just like I spent so much time with like personal experience or headphones 
listening to that music can't wait to now share that moment with you and you're like no it's just way too fresh and too deep as an artist how did you learn to like grow and push through that moment like keep writing or keep performing despite the heavy and like deep emotions you're feeling I honestly think that just the fact that I've been doing it for a long time and also getting to know myself is those are two keys that really helped me go through that because I've been doing music since I was eight but was really in the industry when I was since I was 16 so like five years now so I would really say just getting to know myself really did help and just knowing my boundaries and just knowing where how far I would go and how far I would just you know stop and yeah that really having boundaries 1,000%. So when it comes to writing and creating, right, your, what, is, what is your atmosphere like? What is the environment you kind of build around you when you're getting into that writing zone? Definitely. Um, writing, when I'm writing, I'm always in like my own universe in some way. I'm always in my room and I always have a specific thing. I have to be in my room by myself. The piano's on. The room is dark. And I have to just be in my zone. Sometimes I have to listen to someone else's song to have an idea come pop up in my head. Or sometimes I can be walking around, maybe cooking something and something will come up. And yeah, it really depends on what type of environment I'm in, um, what time of the day, what I'm feeling, if I'm feeling happy, sad. And sometimes if I don't have something at the moment, I would you know, sometimes think back at something that did happen that I didn't write about. Or if someone I know is going through something, I wouldn't. I would try to not be too specific and would be general. And yeah, so life definitely does inspire me. Yeah, I I I do appreciate that because when you think of, of course, I'm gonna draw like Drake is one of my favorite artists, writers of all time. You know, mm -hmm. definitely. I feel like just the fluff that people would get on like radio play if they really analyze his career and he when he speaks on or you take in the tidbits he'll share about his writing process and it's just like digging into those moments I see people use the meme with like the Drake diary but like <laughs> into those moments and just finding like you said thoughts that you kind of push mm -hmm. back and finding a way to compose that into like an amazing song lyric or an amazing song like Autumn Tears and have like that feeling translate no matter how many times you may have that record on repeat that is like a true talent i really do believe yeah thank you is that, is that something that you felt like not to make you come off conceited or anything but like do you find that was something hard for you to like level up to or did you take like classes on writing Oh, no, I never took classes in writing. Honestly, um, when I was because like I was saying before, I started writing when I was eight. And mm -hmm. so basically what kind of inspired it was um, I was going through a lot of bullying when I was at, the, at that age and during that time as well. And I did have a couple of friends here and there, but I didn't really have the courage to talk to anybody, whether it was friends or family, about all the dark things that were happening, all the dark thoughts I was thinking of. And mm -hmm. so I would just put them in a piece of paper or I would write them on a computer privately and just write about what I was feeling, wouldn't have any boundaries. And naturally with my musical background, it kind of translated into what I would do in my music. 
So a diary then became lyrics and melodies. And that's basically what I've been doing even till now. So yeah, definitely. I love that. So being like in Quebec, describe to me a bit what it's like being a part of that music scene over there. Because I'm in Toronto, of course, I've seen mm-hmm. people all over the world. But oddly enough, I will admit, I've never been to Quebec. I know. <laughs> You've never been? I've never been. Like to be like, say I was there and spent like days on end to really absorb the culture I won't lie to mm-hmm. people I've never been and I'm like Canadian, Canadian. <laughs> so if you could describe to me just like what that music scene is like as you said you come from a musical background but also you had to get your own footing find your own team etc so what is the environment like out there honestly for the past well when I first started out I remember seeing it was pretty low-key it was hard to find but for the last three, four, or five years, I would say that it was it has grown definitely. Because I remember when I was a lot younger, I really couldn't see it. I had to go deep and find it. But lately, I've been seeing a lot of it on my feed going around. And yeah, it's pretty low-key, but now it's really good. It's getting there. It's, we're getting there. One thing, though, is that I find I've, I've heard people talk about this, and I've even talked about it with some of my artist friends. I feel like we're really underrated Quebec people, like Quebec music, because there are a lot of artists that I personally know, and there are some that I don't know, but I've heard of, that I feel like that they need recognition. They don't, they don't have that recognition that they deserve. And that's, that's one thing, but. (laughs) I'll play devil's advocate, right? I've always felt a sense of tension or you, you your guys' environment feels like you're above Toronto. If that really? Yeah, like, I've always kind of felt, I'm just going to speak from, like, my media standpoint, but I've always kind of felt like, you know, of course, like, as soon as, you know, your team and everything, I was like, yes, 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 right? But yeah. in terms of finding you guys, same as you would say I found I find that difficult mm-hmm. and then as well I just it's not like a condescending attitude but it's just kind of like I don't know if it's that <laughs> whole Quebec Toronto thing separation just plays out into everything but I've always felt that kind of like y'all act like you don't need us you don't want to be a part like, <laughs> of it with us you know when I, I know so many people that would be willing to like collaborate with people mm-hmm. in Quebec vice versa yeah I definitely do understand that and I feel like honestly I feel like we also think the same way about Toronto yeah 100% I remember hearing a lot of that too they were like Toronto's that Toronto's that I'm like come on now we could can't we just be one like I feel like that we could be united but a lot of people are wanting to split that in two but Mm. yeah definitely hey maybe you can be a real like threshold in that department because we're connecting today and yeah definitely definitely put me on some more artists out there and I'm more than willing to give that exposure and share that like with everyone because coming to you like I really feel like that's it's Canada like we need exactly yeah on a whole scale just to come together and like blow up these billboard charts exactly damn why do we have to be so divided it's like it's like always like our province is this, our province is that, but we can just be one. We can just be one. Okay. Like, come on now. I agree. <laughs> so, 
when it comes to working with the drummer on Celine Dion's team, uh, Dominique Messier, am I saying it correctly? Miss Messier. Messier. Yeah. <laughs> How did that connection come about? Like, I'm already obsessed with Celine Dion. There's no wrong <laughs> can do Oh, I love her. Ever. <laughs> and Jamaicans love her, okay? So... <laughs> How did that collaboration come about? Yeah, so I went to their studio one day, just, you know, just wanting to look around, just seeing what, yeah, literally, I just went in. Yeah, I just went in. Honestly, I just researched. Me and my dad, we were researching some good studios because we were always, I'm always open to exploring new studios because I've always been in one studio for the past couple of years. So I was always interested in, like, going around, just seeing new people, meeting new people. And so I went in one day and he happened to be there. And then he offered to just show us around, honestly. And then we sat down and I remember telling him, you know, we, I have this song that I really want to put out. And then he asked me to play it. And I just played it on the grand piano and said, let's work. And that's basically how things work. <laughs> you just got in your bag. You were like, this is it. Yeah. Like, Cause I was like, you know what? Let me try and approach it. Let's see what happens. It doesn't hurt to to approach people. It doesn't. Like I love that, and that's what I like. I live for and trust. Like I feel more and more people should do that. Like back Definitely. in the day, I love music. I'm a huge musical nerd, and like you know, back in the day when you watch, especially like Motown or like years before, like that's what people do. They pull up at people's studio sessions, exactly. Phones and be like. You gotta tell me no to my face. Exactly. A lot of people who I know, it's like a lot of people in general, I feel like the whole approaching people is something that people either are afraid of or just don't want to do. And more so they're waiting for the opportunities to come. Because I remember back in the day I was doing that because I thought that that was what we were supposed to do. But then I said, you know what? What? It doesn't hurt to try and approach somebody. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Don't be bummed about it. You know, go and try again. It's like, it's always about, you know, trying again and always about just being, believing in yourself and stuff. Yeah. 1000%. Like, even most recently, um, I hope you've seen at least some of it, the Kanye West three-part trilogy documentary. No, I haven't. Not yet. Please do watch some of it. But (laughs) I will now. (laughs) There was so much, like, important tidbits that, like I took from it just as someone that loves music and just everything about it. And I, I know, I'm sure you know the record through the wire. Mm-hmm. And he spent about 33,000 US dollars alone from start to finish, getting that record, video, everything together. Damn. There were moments in there that him and his boys would have to literally sneak into MTV studios when they were closed so that they could use their equipment because obviously equipment wasn't as accessible as it is now to try and edit and put his videos together. And like at a certain point, you know, he felt like he wasn't getting enough support or he wasn't getting, um, they pushed his album kind of back and he was still determined because he knew he felt that feeling like this is something special that the world is really going to appreciate. Mm -hmm. And he would literally just hop into other people's studio sessions, whether he would get like 10 minutes, 15 minutes to like just kind of bite off of their time and get it mm-hmm. in there. And I'm like, if Kanye West literally had to go through that, do that, and I'm still going through bullshit like that to this day, you know what I mean? 
but mm-hmm. we all view artists above that. And that's exactly. something that really appeals to me. So I love that attitude. Please don't mm-hmm. ever use it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's humbling. And I feel like that's also what keeps the hunger going as well. Thank you. Yeah, I really do think that it really is important to put yourself out there. Because if you don't do it for yourself, then who will, you know? Oh. Definitely important. Well, here at Downtown Wealth, we say eat fruit and mind your business. So that was definitely some fruit. Yes. <laughs> so moving moving forward, you know, you've also had the experience of working with Mark Serial. Mm-hmm. I just like making you say it because your friend <laughs> is like so amazing and I like your voice. But we're just gonna we're gonna say how do you say his name again? His Mark, Mark Terriot. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. And you also had the privilege of like getting your music mastered and mixed and like that is something I can truly appreciate, especially with having like the honor of being able to go into some artists' like, studio sessions and really see the importance it is of the quality of music you're putting out and that mix and mastering. Okay, girl. <laughs> what, what do like what do those words even mean to you? Is it something that you're just kind of like, yeah, this is something I have to do, or you knew from the jump, try to get that radio play, try to have sound quality up apart from the others. This is something that needs to be done. It needs to be done the right way. Oh, yeah, definitely. I always believe that whenever I have a song that I'm preparing to be put out, I always have to look at it in every different way, and I always want it to be absolutely as perfect as it can be because nothing is perfect right so I always try to make it as perfect it as close as perfect right so um I always do feel like it's important for the sound to always be great the instruments the lyrics even when I'm writing I look at every single detail I'm really like I'm such a perfectionist so even if I see one little mistake like if I were to give you an example with the songwriting um in the first pre-chorus, I say, you'd walk out the door. Yeah. So like, Y-O-U apostrophe D. Yeah. But then I remember the first time I wrote it, I said, you walked out the door. It's such a difference. There's such it. a big difference. Yeah. So then I remember, so basically, yeah, all, every single one of my songs, whether they're out or going to be out, I always make sure to look at it in every form. And if I have to take, let's say, a month or two months or even longer to make it as close as perfect, then that's what I'll do. I'm, I always make sure. I really feel like music to my ears. I really appreciate those things because it is the little nuances that make a huge difference. It is. Yeah, it that's is. something I feel like I try to tell artists like all the time. You can say just literally the per- you gave the perfect example <laughs> and just that little knockoff of a couple of letters or add-ons can mm-hmm. like the whole dynamic of a song. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So are like some of your musical inspirations? I know you told me about your family, but who are some mm-hmm. of your personal like music inspirations that you know, it doesn't mean that you're copying their music, but mm-hmm. definitely inspire you to be a better artist every time there are a couple a couple and uh there uh adele is one adele i've always looked up to her music and her um there's also freddie mercury 
that is an icon, an icon. Lady Gaga as well. I love her image and I love her music. Uh, since Born This Way, Born This Way is one of my favorite albums yeah. from start to finish. And then there's this artist, this French artist. Well, he's Belge, Belgium. He's from Belgium. I was going to say it in French, but he's from How Belgium. Belge, I think, or Grand. I don't even remember. I think I'm thinking of England. Okay. I don't know. But in like to call a person from there is Belge. Okay. So, yeah. So, Stromae. I don't know if you've heard of him. No, but Stromae. please He is amazing. Like, he's like this sort of electro pop, but he kind of raps his songs, kind of like talking to you personally. So, really, yeah. whenever every time I listen to his songs, it really feels like he's telling me a story directly, like as if he was next to me. And he likes to play with his words, which I love to do as well. Like, there is this thing. I don't know if this is an English thing as well. But in French, we call this les homophones, where you have two words that are spelt the same way, but they have different meanings. Yeah. So, yeah, he does a lot of that and a lot of play with words. So I love that. And I just love how all of them have this specific image that they just don't try to be something that they're not. Also, their music, the way they introduce music to the world, how they approach it. So I love that. No, I really do love that. And just the things that even you're saying that you pick apart from these artists, it's re is reminding me how, like, as you said, serious you really are taking this. You know, when it Thank comes you. to Bad Girl, I know it isn't recent, but that was another track <laughs> that I really did appreciate and I felt like it showed another side to you as well. What inspired that record? Because I did not get Bad Girl vibes from you, Tamara. So, like, what inspired <laughs> that record? So that song, it really did come out of nowhere. Like, like um, I've said this in a couple of interviews before, but I was, when, usually when I write my music, I'm pretty much, I don't know why, but I tend to write a lot of like dark ballad songs on the piano. And so mm -hmm. that specific song really did come like, it was like a once in a lifetime song for me. I remember going on my keyboard piano and I wrote the entire song from the beginning to end on keyboard, but it was the only song that I did have in my catalog sitting there where I just didn't feel like it was, you know, right. There was something wrong with it. Like, it's like as if you had, like, a, a meal that you were making, and then you taste it, and there's something missing. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely what I felt with that song. So I remember jumping into it and finding maybe it was the instrument that was the problem. So then I had this little guitar sound that really made me feel like I was watching the Wild Wild West type of film. And instantly, there was just something about it that made the song blend. Um, and then <laughs> and then I remember showing it to my parents and they were as shocked as I was and they were they they thought they actually thought that I was like you know they were they thought I was kidding they thought I was kidding around they thought that maybe it was a cover or of yeah. something but I was like no I wrote it and <laughs> it was so funny though I remember the reactions their jaws dropped and they were like into the studio we go <laughs> Awesome parents. I love that. Yes. They're they super also, supportive. Yeah, I was just about to ask, like, was it like that the whole time? Or were they like, girl, you need to, like, 
be a lawyer, a doctor? Like, what was that like for you? Honestly, they've always been super supportive with the music. They've even realized that I wanted to be in the music even before I knew. So, like, when I was, like, a little kid, I remember one of these stories that my mom told me where every, when I was, like, probably, like, maybe one or two years old, and I would be put on the couch in front of the TV, and every single jingle that would come at every commercial, I would know by heart. Like, I would be able to hum it from start <laughs> to finish. And there was, like, there's a lot of stories. And even there was this other story that she, my mom was telling me. We used to live across the street of a mall, and... Okay. In the mall, as soon as you go in, there's this music store on the side. And they would always put a keyboard piano there to like kind of just put in display. And as a kid, I was probably the same age. I would run straight to it. I would go in the store, uh, in the mall, go straight to the piano and I would play on it. And I don't know how I knew that that's how it worked. But then they said, you know what? I think she's going to be in the music industry, whether she's a singer or, you know, a musician or anything so when I was seven six and seven my parents put me into music class and I instantly fell in love and it basically went from there um, so are all of your songs like a hundred percent written by you or do you like also have writers no I, I read them all myself that is girl yes <laughs> thanks that is amazing so would you be open like you know some people you have amazing writers like you know I wouldn't even say any names because you could go on and on but for the most popular I'll say Quincy Jones one of the greatest songwriters mm -hmm. of all time right uh, would you be open to let's see writing music for others and like I guess would the proper term be selling your songs or would, yeah. are you still like knowing for sure I'd be open to you know there's a lot of possibilities with songwriters there's always the you know writing the song entirely and then having it having an artist sing it or there's the also the possibility where you have someone approach you and say hey you're a songwriter I want to write a song you want to join in have an input, add something in there. So yeah, I've all, I'm always going to be open to any opportunity. Definitely. Okay, that's dope. So yeah. when it, when we when we speak on because longevity, right? Mm -hmm. I'd be very heartbroken if like next year at this time I look and you're not doing this anymore. You know what I mean? Those are one of the, some of the most saddest things to me, especially when you're so talented. You know? Thank you. So before we even continue, I'm going to say please do not ever give up. Thank music. you. Do not give up, okay? Yes, definitely. Okay. So when it comes now to, sorry, I wanted to make sure I was wording this correctly. So when we look at the music industry on a whole, you know, there's always things that us as artists, media people, et cetera, everybody has an idea of this is what needs to change. That's what needs to change so that this can be done or it could be a better environment or a more cohesive environment. If you were given the power tomorrow, what is something about the music industry that you would change? Oh, there are a lot of things that I would change. There's a lot of things that should be changed. But the one thing that's coming into mind right now, hmm, the fact that labels really focus on 
quantity over quality. Mm. That's one thing, not just labels. Like, you know, there's a lot of big authorities out there that find that it's important for someone who has 90,000 followers to be a part of their brand rather than someone who has so much talent, as much talent as they as that person has, but has, let's say, 100 followers. So I really do feel like that that's something that should be changed because there are so many artists out there who don't have the following but do have the talent and should have the attention that that said 90,000K, 90K person is having, you know? So I really do feel like that that's something that has to, you know, change. 1,000% agree. Yeah, and I hope it does because them <laughs> so hard too like when we get deeper and you think of like all these farms or like people can buy their numbers and you know i remember mm -hmm. speaking with a bt executive paul porter shout outs to him and he was explaining that same very thing and he's someone that's worked in that network for over like 20 years where it's just like he's like can you not hear a hit there's yeah. no computer algorithm that can necessarily determine that like you could hear that you could feel that and even like some of our most favorite songs when we speak about queen or like abba or like lady gaga it, there's a there's a feeling in the moment i can't really describe when you're in the studio and you just know this is a hit this is something exactly special mm -hmm. irritating you know that cool i'm very happy for everyone's like success that they're booking these shows and everything based off of their social media numbers or embellish like listening numbers but mm -hmm. you could like when you see certain indie artists or hear artists like yourself perform where they're able to just jump on a grand piano and go to work right in front of you like it's nothing mm. you're like yeah. oh, there's talent and then there's like i don't know yeah. those people are but there's talent <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean girl Right? Yes. Does that become like super frustrating for you as you're growing in this industry? Yeah, sometimes it does do take a, a big toll on me, definitely. But I always have that, you know, that side of me in my head that tells me to keep going. And, exactly. you know, back in the day, I remember that it would really, it would really damage me. Like, I would say, like, you know, what's the point? of even making a song right now if it's not going to be big, mm. if it's not going to be noticed, you know? Because it really does take a lot even to be noticed. So, okay. yeah, so definitely, definitely. But nowadays, not so much. I just try, I just have that thought of keep going, being really strong in my head to say keep going, doesn't matter, just keep going. And you're developing a thick skin as well, which is very important in this mm -hmm. industry. You know, also another side that I feel like people aren't realistic about is like that investment side. And mm -hmm. like the, the mastering your stuff, especially someone who's won like newer studio awards, that's not cheap. Going to the studio and working with someone like Celine Dion's drummer, not cheap. No. So explain your thoughts just on that and investing into your musical career. Yeah, so I definitely do feel like that. You know, sometimes it's not always the case that sometimes the spending is something that you have to do in order to get there. And I do have also some friends who are not in the industry who sometimes look at us artists and think that, you know, you're just wasting your money, putting it into something that 
is just not going to be successful, regardless of if you're good or not. And so, yeah, I d definitely do feel like that it is important to be, be true to yourself. 1000%. And you must invest. Like, I don't, like, gone are the days where you could be, like, singing on the court. Or it could, it could happen, but when you really think about that longevity, like, even up to the grades, you have to invest, like, I don't know the amount. I'm not going to tell people the amount, but I know, like, radio play alone, you're looking at, like, 20 to 50K. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, it's to put some things in perspective for some. Uh, <laughs> so, a standard question that I do ask all my guests, as I said, the platform is Downtown World. It's an acronym. It stands for Don't Waste No Time With Negativity. Tamara, oh. tell me about a time. <laughs> oh, like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Where it was definitely negative. No questions asked. And we kind of spoke on some already. But mm -hmm. a situation where it's definitely negative. No questions asked. And somehow, someway, you might have even surprised yourself. You chose not to waste any time with negativity. Mm -hmm. So, well, there are some times well, regarding other people mm -hmm. where I, I remember fresh starting out when I was 16, like putting out my music. And you know, fresh out of it. Some people were very supportive. They say, keep going, you're gonna do great. But then teenage me was pretty sensitive. And yeah. so when people would tell me, Oh, are you sure you want to do this with your life? You know, do you not want to be I don't know, a doctor, or maybe a lawyer, <laughs> or something, and mm -hmm. kind of put me down in that way. Because you know, sometimes, you know, there are some people where I think that they didn't mean any harm. But there are mm -hmm. others where I definitely know that they were trying to be like, you know, it's not going to work. Jeez. Just give up already and just go to college, do something good with your life. And so, yeah, definitely back then I really did take it very seriously. I would just be like, you know, come on. I thought we were going to be, you know, helping each other out here. But yeah, so yeah, definitely that. And it really did feel like I got punched in the gut there. <laughs> really that, definitely did. But true. yeah. But, yeah, definitely that. But nowadays, yeah. somebody can tell me it, and I'll be like, yeah, well, it's a passion of mine. I've always wanted to do it, so you can say that all you want, but I'm going to keep on going, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. And that's literally what this whole blog is, like, embedded in, you know? People, mm -hmm. a lot of the time, they're projecting and their fears or maybe goals or like no one else around them has ever gone this hard for something that they truly wanted deep down inside. So it's like, they don't even properly know how to respond to it or, you know? Yeah. Not waste time with negativity and really, like, pursue Exactly. Exactly. Business. <laughs> <laughs> Mind your business. It's like, it's my life. I'll do what I want. 1,000%. And it seems like you have a solid team around you. Uh, mm -hmm. As much as you can say, speak on the importance that you found with finding a team and creating a team. Yeah, definitely. Having a team behind you is such an important thing. Having them believe in you as much as you believe in yourself is also something really important. I remember starting out and not having anyone on my team besides my parents and then the producer I was working with. Mm -hmm. And so having going from that and then having a team behind me has been really supportive. It's been really supportive for me. And yeah, it's having people tell you their opinion, even though sometimes it hurts, which is something really important because you don't want people to lie to your face. 
You don't. And yeah, so yeah, it's definitely is when you want to be in the industry, it definitely is important to have a group behind you, whether it be small or big, it really doesn't matter. But I personally like a small group. Yeah, well, I, I do as well. I do as well. I remember one of my mentors said to me, and those are words that I truly, truly live by to this day where it's just like, you don't need as many people as you think you do. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Not that you don't need any, but not maybe as many. 100%. So, Tamara, I'd love to know, like, what is one of your favorite songs, like, your happy songs to listen to? Doesn't necessarily have to be happy, but, like, it's a song where, like, no matter what you're doing, where you are, when you play this record, it just gets you in a whole zone, a whole vibe. What's one of those records for you? Huh. Ah, the song. I, I can think. Um, one of mine is uh, Luther Vandross, Never Too Much. I can literally hear that record like anytime and just be like, da, 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 da. <laughs> like, <laughs> doing it to me right now. Okay. Oh my God. You know what? This is, this is going to sound so like, because I'm like, I have, like, I don't know, people look at me as a softie. And so, if Not I were to say, oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I can, I can, yeah, yeah. It's like it's in the inside. On the outside, I'm just hi. I'm just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> but like this one song, for some reason, that every time I hear it, it's like I can repeat it over and over. Gangsta's Paradise. Ooh, every time. Every time. I can play that over and over in any situation. I can even be sad in my bed and I'll play it and I'll be crying. I'll be like, yes, that's it. (laughs) I've done that before. I've done that before. Oh, that is so dope. Yeah. Are you all there? Definitely. Anytime someone will play that, I will be on my feet. I will put on a show. <laughs> I love Oh, yes, I love it. And you know, I want to say you, not in a bad way when I say it, you, I can tell you're a badass, but speaking to you, I can tell you're educated, you're determined, you're not, I guess the word is stupid. You're like, Thank you. And like, you're smarter than I think. As you said, people people take you not for granted, but like in Jamaica, there's this thing: play a fool for catch wise. Not that you're mm. playing fool, but mm. it's just like I can tell there's so many layers to you that like the world doesn't even know yet. So I'm gonna say to you again: too. please do not give up. Like you're super Thank young, you. you're trained, you're growing. Now we have that linkage in Toronto. I'm sure people will be reaching out. And yes, on going no matter what. Thank you, such kind words, girl. You got me. <laughs> I don't throw this around lately. You can watch my interviews, so I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I have. So I was like, that's so sweet, though. Thank you. No, you're more than welcome. When it comes to image, you know, a lot of women we feel pressure. We we are. Uh, want to look a certain way or makeup to be done or not to be done 
Um, mm-hmm. I love the kind of, it's not a rough, but like a pure aesthetic that you have to your image. Was that something that you like consciously were aware of or like, do you feel you, you're looking to like change your look? Like what are, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, honestly, I've been seeing like, you know, like you said, a lot of big artists out there in the, in the world, especially females, they all have the certain era thing that they do every album. And it's such pressure to put on women to have eras and certain aesthetics every time. But I always just try to stay true to who I am. And sometimes my style changes. Like when I was 15, I was dressing a certain type of way. Now I'm 21, I, I dress a different way. Some things that I wouldn't wear from when I was back in the day, vice versa. So yeah, I always just try to stay true to who I am, which is kind of like that style. I don't know if you can see it. I'm really like in the... That's a tomboy sheet. Am I correct? Because I love it. The, the painting? No, like your, like, the vibe I get from your photos and how you dress now. But like, kind of like, Yeah, like tomboy chic. Yeah, kind of, yeah. What oh, I, I really love. love is like, do you know the aesthetic academia? Yes. Like, I love those. Yeah. yeah, kind of like that. Like the, like, the cover art for Autumn Tears kind of, like, portrays, yeah. like, how I am in every day. So, yeah, definitely. No, I rock with that. And, you know, it's so important, especially as women, for us to just stay, like, authentic to our true selves because you end up, like, getting a lace front or something, like, doing this whole shebang. Like, at the end of the day, if it's not really you, it's not really you. Girl, I could tell you the amount of times I tried to, like, wear a lace front for the sake of like, I won't say fitting in, but for the sake of this conversation, like fitting in, and it's literally like rashed up my whole skin. God, it's like it's not for you. Take it off. Take, Take it, it off. off. So, like you have to embrace the skin you're in, whether you exactly. want to or not. Exactly. That was hard when I was younger. I've always tried to be somebody else. Like I remember when it came to my hair, because naturally I have really puffy hair. How many years, thank you, how many times I can say that from, like, what grade? Probably, like, third grade all the way up to seventh grade, straighten that hair every day Mm -hmm. because I wanted to fit in, like, the other girls. Mm -hmm. And then I would buy, you know, the same bag as the other girls, dress dress the same way as the other girls. But now, for the past couple of years, I'm just like, I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be me. It's like, you know, if you don't love me for who I am, I love myself. <laughs> it's like, that's it. That's all I need. Facts, 1,000%. 1,000%. Okay, so the last question I will ask you, you know, I noticed that you're bringing up food. I love food. <laughs> I love food as well. Is that something that you like like to do when you're not behind the piano? And I you're love. I love to eat oh my god i i oh my god if i could tell you how many times i will go up and down up and down open the fridge see nothing go open the fridge grab something i eat too much i eat too much it's like sometimes i'm just like girl you have to stop (laughs) no okay give me something that you would like eat that you're like girl you need to like eat this or something you you, you would eat oh my god okay this sounds like, okay, 
Okay. P O U T I N E. Have you know that, right? I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> but you know what it is, right? Oh yeah. I want it. I want them all. I want all the different fish. Oh my god. Uh, it's so good. It's like it's just three ingredients. Three ingredients. You have the potatoes for the fries. You have the gravy. And you have the cheese curds. Yeah. Oh my god! And if you don't have the specific gravy and you don't have the specific cheese, it ain't gonna be the same. It like is. I've tried, and no way. It isn't. Uh uh. And we have all of our well, it's a French term. We have all our casquettes here. Okay. Oh my god, casquette basically, that? basically it's like kind of like a little restaurant where okay. it's like it's basically their their specialty is poutine. Okay. Oh my god, I said it. I do know that. <laughs> yeah. I do know that, and I have heard that. That's why I'm like, I need to go out there, girl. If you love this yeah. food this much, you need to like go to the heart of Heck where yeah. <laughs> because I know that Toronto, they have some places that make it, but I'm like, I love, I love that y'all are trying, but sometimes <laughs> you have to go to where it is really from. Because, you know what I'm I saying? So, so that's why I'm like, every time, sometimes once a week, I'll be like, can we just go get some? And I'll just go <laughs> and I'll be there and I'll be like in heaven for like an hour, be like, mm. just chilling. Mm. Yeah. P O U T I N E is so good. Or thin cut fries. Pardon? Thin cut or thick cut fries. Which is the way to go as a true Quebecois? You can let put me on. Thick. What is the, yeah, thick. I, thick. I, I felt that in my spirit. I was like, <laughs> I'm not really into thin. Oh my god, somebody said road trip. Agree. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I remember, oh my god, how far question, how far is Scarborough from you? I'm I'm in the east, so not far at all. Not far. I'm I'm, I'm in I'm in Scarborough. Cause like speaking you're in Scarborough? Yeah. Oh my God. So like speaking of that, because I because of the road trip thing, the road trip thing, I remember my family and I, because you know we all have different schedules, mm -hmm. but we would always have to plan like one month in advance and be like, this very day, we're gonna drive seven hours and get Popeyes. <laughs> it's not the same though. Yeah. I heard I heard about that out there that they literally took away like all the Popeyes. Oh yeah. There are so many restaurants that have shut down here. And I'm telling you, the amount of people I know, probably every weekend, everybody's going to Popeyes. Like, everyone's going to a different Popeyes. They're like, hey, we got a bucket of chicken. Oh, my God. We would all <laughs> go there. Open, yeah, like, we would all go there, buy it, go home. That's hey, all. No judgment. I will literally travel to, like, just the other side of the world just for food. Like, food is life for me. So you it are not is. from this end over here. Oh my god. I, I, I love food. Damn, I can't even. I literally mm -mm. all vacations based on the food. The food? <laughs> oh my god, you're just like me. I'm like, I'll go there because of that. Five yeah. hours back to MTL if you're If you're speeding concern. <laughs> Man. I'm not trying to get a ticket in these times. Oh my god, especially. Literally, but 
I think, okay, so you said seven hours to where you're at. There's five hours to MTL. So yeah, I really got to go soon. It's like ish, six hours-ish. Because I, I remember I went to Ottawa, too, and it was like about five hours. Okay. So it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I'm going to be very honest. Um, ge- geography was never my strong suit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was strong, like, C-plus in that grade, oh. in that department. I don't know. For some reason, like, it would never click for me, but I will trust everything that you and Alice are here saying today. <laughs> so, <laughs> before I let you go tomorrow, I'd love you to just let everyone know why they should tap into your music and listen to Autumn Tears and take a deep dive into the music that you 100% wrote yourself. Thank you for adding that. (laughs) So so basically, well, my music has always been super genuine. Like I was saying before, I always write from experience for the most part. And so, yeah, just, you know, music that is super genuine that comes to heart. And yeah, just having a good time with music and yeah, more to come though, more to come. I would, I 1000% believe you. Don't be hesitant, you and your team, to send me, you know, over the music and stuff. I get a lot coming in, so don't ever, like, I hate when people, we were speaking on it a bit earlier, where it's just kind of like, so I just have this, like, entitlement thing where it's like, you should see me. You should. Wait. <laughs> 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 You're like eating the poutine with a tear coming out on the side. It's like, okay. Literally. But, you know, I, no, I'm so excited to see you grow more and just, like, kill it. Don't be a stranger, as I said. Definitely. You guys make sure you're following Tamara Grace right up here. Click following this queen. Support this queen. Stream her music. It's available on all platforms. Do you have a video, an official video coming out soon? No, unfortunately, no. We were supposed to do one for this song, but like timing was really off with with all of us because, you know, I had to approach the videographer, but it was really off. But hopefully in the next one, I hope. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know that and I forgot to ask you, so I said, let me just quickly slide it in there. <laughs> yeah, but no, I hope, so. hope for the next one because okay. I would love to do that. No, I, I can't wait to see what you come up with because you already have such a, as I said, like, analytic. I love that. I'm a very, like, OCD, like, analytic person myself. So I can't wait to see what you come up with visually to, like, just tie in with already what you have audibly. Uh, let everyone know, Tamara Grace, where they can follow you, where they can support you, where they can tap in. And also... um if you're open to like collaborations and how you go about that. Yeah. So for collaborations, I am always open to doing some collaborations. So just message me, I guess on Instagram, because that's where I'm mostly at Tamara Grace music and regarding where you can find me, there is another Tamara Grace out there. So if you want to search me, I'm the real one here. I'm, I'm the OG. <laughs> so, like, if you want to find me, you can go to Mara Grace Music, and you should, which you should have all of my catalog there. Yeah. And can I, can I bother you to just say it like in French as well? I'm being like such a like girl crush, just like it's obsessing like... right now. <laughs> That's just because I'm a little bilingual, you know. 
You want me to say something in French? No, like, let them know how to support you, like, share, subscribe. Oh, in French? In French, girl. Okay. Si vous, si vous voulez me trouver sur la, euh, pour ma musique, vous pouvez aller sur... Euh, vous pouvez me chercher, Tamara Grace Music, et vous pouvez trouver tout mon catalogue là, et ouais. Je ne comprends pas. <rire> je ne parle pas le français. <rire> je ne comprends pas. <rire> It's like... Oh, I love it. I remember that there was this one thing where someone... I don't know if it was in French or it was a different language. Someone would be like, oh, um, they would say like... Some, like, let's say in Spanish, let's say. And you'll yeah. be like, oh, como estas? And then that person realizes, oh... They they speak Spanish they and then they will blabber and blabber and blabber and then you'll be there like, see, si. uh -huh, see, si. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I didn't understand a word you said, but see. Si. <laughs> the best is like in movies when they show like those moments and then the person will start saying stuff like, my cat likes to like play in the rain and like the person will be like, see, si. like it'll just be weird. But definitely, um, I know like hip hop isn't your forefront, but if you get a chance, tap into that Kanye documentary. I feel like it's very inspiring for like, especially yourself to just see a billionaire, a black one at that, just like mm -hmm. what they went through and help to, you know, just get some juices going. Oh yeah, definitely. So I want to say thank you to our Grace for not wasting any time in negativity tonight. You definitely ate fruit, minded your business, and I truly, truly appreciate it. I really do. Thank you for having me. I had such a fun time talking to you. I did as well. Like, I could literally keep talking to you, but I know I gotta let you go. <laughs> Same. I was like, do we have to end now? Hey, we could definitely do a part two. Hit me up whenever you are part of the Downtown World family, so don't be a stranger. Definitely. Definitely. We'll hold up to you. All right, guys, have a great night. This is your girl, Kay. Another episode of Downtown World. Don't waste some time with negativity. You have to learn a lot more about tomorrow's grave. And make sure you tap into her music and listen to her latest record, Autumn Tears. Yes, thank you so much. No problem. Good night. Good night. <laughs> 